Looking to live stronger, longer, and better? Then welcome to Health by Design, hosted by leading healthy living expert and wellness architect, Roar Alexander. After years of traveling and studying around the world, Roar combines his decades of Western health and fitness knowledge with the many time-driven traditions and secrets of the ancient East to bring you only the best in cutting-edge information and special guest interviews that will have you feeling great, losing weight, and finally grabbing a hold of everything you want out of life. So if you're ready to take control of your body, health, and mind, then it's time for Health by Design. everybody, welcome to Health by Design. I am your host, Roar Alexander, and it is great to have you joining me today. Uh, it is cold in Vancouver, literally. Uh, this is actually my second take trying to record this because as I was recording this just a few moments ago, talking about how cold it is and how much snow we have and that the, you, we don't normally get this in Vancouver, uh, I actually got a knock and I had to go help uh, move a car. I literally had to go outside just now and help push a car because the car was parked. I, I live on a kind of a hill um, and the car was sliding backwards when, and you know, it's about a, two or three feet away from the car behind it. So I had to go and actually help push the car. So that is how cold it is. We don't normally get this kind of snow in Vancouver. Uh, we had a big snowstorm on Friday. There was nothing Saturday, then Sunday was snowy, Monday was very snowy, uh, today's Tuesday it's snowy, it's supposed to be no snow tomorrow, but then snow again on Wednesday and Thursday, so looking to do more inside stuff, saying that, saying that though, I've been making sure even today, minus 8 degrees, took my outside walk, I mean the wife, just a shorter walk today, it was only about 15 minutes, but we kept the pace up, we just did a quick walk, so we have been doing a little more in, inside stuff. One of the things we did uh, is on the past weekend on Saturday, we actually went to the gluten-free show in Vancouver. Now, I, I go to that. I don't really care for it much. I don't really, I'm not a big fan of these conventions, but it's just something to do. And sometimes you see some interesting stuff, but uh, it's interesting because I wanted to bring her just so she could see it. She didn't, A, didn't know what a convention was. B, uh, she's just, she has no idea what all these gluten-free and vegan and carnivore and keto, it's actually kind of a funny story. Uh, I'll talk about it on another podcast. Um, so, you know, we went to that and her thoughts on it were, this is just a lot of cookies. She's like, this is all just cookies and cakes. And really, if you're interested, watch my last year's video, uh, YouTube video called Checking Out the Vancouver Gluten-Free Show 2019, because this show... I might as well have just gone back in time a year ago. It was the exact same show. And, and you know, 2021, 20, you could probably just keep watching that. That video is probably going to be evergreen for a long time. But I, just a lot of junk food. It's just gluten-free Oreos, gluten-free junk food, gluten-free pizza. Um, you know, a lot of hypochondriacs out there and the anti-gluten. Now, don't get me wrong, you know, uh, cutting back on the wheat, especially the Western eye, kind of North American wheat, probably a good idea. But don't think... The gluten's nearly the biggest problem everybody likes to make it out to be. Um, but, you know, that's a topic for an entirely different story. Uh, and we'll wait till there's some guests on who are, you know, more, even more educated than that. We could talk about that some other time. Um, but I really wanted to, you know, just talk about the gluten-free show and just her thoughts on it. It was just kind of funny. This episode, though, this episode is a 2020. We're now in 2020. So I really wanted to have an episode where... I could answer a lot of questions really quickly. And I was thinking, well, 2020 is kind of perfect. So why don't I do uh, 2020 elevator tips to a stronger, longer, and better new year? So this is going to be 
20 questions in 20 minutes, give or take a few seconds. I'm going to try to stick to it as close as possible. So I will not be going over everybody's names who sent me these questions. There's just no time. I'm trying to fly through them as quickly as I can. So there's the names. Um, there's going to be, you know, no handles, anything like that. The point of this is to just give you those little tips, you know, those little things. If we're getting in an elevator and you're asking me like, hey, what's your thought on this or what's your thought on that? Now, saying that, there are other episodes. A lot of these topics I've talked about in other episodes of this podcast or on my YouTube channel. So you can always go there and check it out. Quite a few of the topics I talk about today, people ask me about. I've already had guests on to talk about that too. So if you want, if anything here finds you interesting, you can always go back into some of my podcasts, my videos, and you can reach, you know, you can listen to those and get a lot more detail. So don't really want to just make sure I stick to that 20 and 20. So it's going to be an overly pretty fast episode, I think. So another episode that I have coming up, I want to talk to you about a couple new episodes that are going to come up. Um, well, let's talk about my last two, actually, really quickly that you should probably listen to. Like I said, it is the new year. So one of the podcasts that I really think you should go and listen to right now is your last effing weight loss resolution ever. That was the first one I did for 2020. I think that's just a really fun um, that's just a really fun episode. So I would go back and listen to that. If you're really sick and tired of weight loss resolutions and you want to move on to some better resolutions next year. So definitely go back and listen to that. Then I had another kind of follow-up to that. I'm doing quite a few follow-ups to it. And the next one was called Designing Better Spaces for Better Habits for a Better New Year. That's another fun episode where I talk about basically just how important your environment is and the different things you can do to tweak your environment in order to help you create better habits so that you can reach that final resolution if weight loss and you know, getting in shape is a resolution of yours. Uh, following that one up, these are now ones that are going to be coming up, is Discover My Functional Feng Shui or Discover Functional Feng Shui. That's where I talk about the inspiration that I have, where I came up with the idea of functional feng shui. Kind of a very Western uh, focus on the, the, the classic feng shui. I talk about the different pillars I have, the four pillars I have when it comes to functional feng shui. How I you know, deal with my clients and how I help them involve functional feng shui when I come into their, their, you know, their health transformations. Really important. Environments, guys, are number one. So make sure you listen to all those. Uh, another uh, podcast that I have coming up that kind of goes uh, with that podcast is I had an interview with Dr. Leonardo Trasande, the author of Sicker, Fatter, Poor. So we're going to be, you know, we talk a lot with him about different um, toxins that are in your home. So make sure you listen to that one too. So that's going to be a fun one. But another podcast that I have coming up, uh, so this is the second official one that will be coming up sometime before the middle of February, is another resolution that I want to talk about, one that I find a lot more fun and a lot more interesting. And that is travel better in 2020. That's going to be a really fun one. Now, the reason I really wanted to bring this one up is because I've been getting a lot of people to travel the world lately. I've been a lot of people to follow their passions, follow their dreams. Um, you know, it started with my one friend I brought over to Thailand a couple years ago. I tried to bring him over to Asia a few times, brought him over. Now he's living, you know, he's living his life over there in Thailand. He's loving it in Asia. You know, he was hanging out here in Vancouver. He's like, I need a change. The, the Vancouver life is just killing me. And I said, you know what? Come and try out this Asia thing. See how you feel. He's, he's, he's not coming back. And he might be the I said, of course, I said I wasn't ever going to come back. But 
you know, Asia for me is still a big part. I'm actually going away next month, which is another reason I wanted to talk about it because I'm going away to Asia again to teach some more seminars in the Philippines next month. So I really wanted to touch on it. Uh, a couple other people, though, interesting. So at the gym I run, we had a yoga instructor. Uh, well, she wanted to be a yoga instructor. And she was just talking about, you know, she's her dreams to be a yoga instructor, really wants to be a yoga instructor, and how much it costs to be a yoga instructor here in Vancouver. You know, you're looking at... $3,500 to $4,500 just to go to a yoga school here. And I said, that's insane. I said, I was just in Rishikesh, India with the wife. She did her yoga 200 and that was like $1,100 Canadian, $850 US. That gets you your yoga 200, your place to live, your three meals a day, you know, everything you need is right there. And you are at the base of the Himalayan mountains on the shores of the Ganges River. I mean, that's yoga. So all together, after she, you know, bought her ticket, uh, booked the flight, you know, everything, all of her costs, paid it, she was still saving Somewhere around twenty five hundred to three thousand dollars. It was ridiculous. It was maybe maybe around twenty five hundred bucks. She was saving by going and training and learning real yoga with the real like the real master. Like you, can you learn yoga from some Lululemon fans down on Granville Street here in Vancouver? You know, next door to the club club. Or do you gonna want to go to Rishikesh, India, and learn the real stuff? Take you know that sunrise trip up to the top of the mountain one morning, go down to the fire festival down on the Ganges, take trips down to the Ganges River, you can even go in if you want, doing yoga on the shores, you know, going to see the waterfalls, getting the true Ayurvedic food, you know, the, true, the real Indian food, or, you know, do it with some Lululemoners, you know, next to the grub. So there she goes. So she's off three days later. Tell her about it three days later. Hey, I booked my flight to India. I'm handing in my resignation. I'm done. I'm out to become a yoga instructor. Awesome. Then, uh, if you've heard on this podcast, I've, you know, I mentioned that I work at a fitness store on weekends, um, on Sundays, I should say. And the one guy there is like, you know what? I'm just so bored of Vancouver. I'm just so, it's just, it's just everything's the same. I've always thought of traveling. And I said, man, where do you want to go? And he, he's in, he, he does MMA in Muay Thai. So, He's like, I've always thought about going to Thailand. So started telling him everything I know about Thailand, the this, the that, the cost, everything like that. Next thing you know, three weeks later, comes into me last Sunday, booked my ticket. I'm out of here, leaving for February 3rd to February 27th. I'm going to Thailand for a month. I've listed all the things you've said. He takes notes and he's ready to rock. So I'm just out there helping the world follow their passions, you know, and go see some fun. So that's, that's what this podcast is all about. It's not about losing weight. It's not about getting six packs. That's boring. What it's about is feeling good, living stronger, living longer, living better. You want to be feeling better so you can do that kind of stuff. So that is the point of this podcast. That is the point of my very existence. So really figured uh, I'll do that podcast. Um, I'm going to talk about my routines, my planning when it comes to my traveling. I do, you know, I've had the DNA test and I have a crappy immune system. I have bad inflammation, you know, I have bad detoxification. So for me, getting my routines and my planning down is really important. I've basically destroyed jet lag. I've made jet lag my bitch. So I'm going to talk about my jet lag routine exactly. I try to tell, it's such a long conversation. That's 20 minutes by itself. 
So talk about that. going to talk about where I still want to go. Um, and I'm going to ask you, like, where do you want to go? And we'll talk about that. I'm going to talk about, I'll show you guys on that episode, probably my vision board over here beside me. Uh, it's also on my Instagram. And I plan on making more. So I really want to talk about that. There's just so many fun things when it comes to traveling. And it really is a much more... You know, here's my two resolutions. I want to lose 20 pounds this year. I want to go travel into India. I want to go travel, see the world. I want to go to Greece. I want to go to Rome, wherever. Which one sounds more exciting to you? So I know which one sounds more exciting to me. So we're going to be talking about that upcoming episodes. Now, just a reminder before I begin. It is the new year. You know, maybe it's not the new year and listen to this. You might be listening to this middle of August. I have no idea. But maybe you're saying, hey, you know what, Roar? That, what you just talked about, that's what I want to do. I want to feel better so I can go do the things that I want to do. Whether it's traveling or not. Maybe it's just feeling better overall. Maybe it's just feeling better for your kids. Well, then make sure you set up a free call with me to get on my one-on-one personalized coaching plan. I don't take a lot of clients, but you know we can have a discussion and we can see if the, you know what I do and what I help my clients with. Uh, and I want to see if you see the bigger picture. You know, I have my three phases I go to. There's my stronger there's my longer, and there's my better. So these are the three phases I go through with coaching. And I bring in different experts at different times to help me out, um, fill in the gaps where needed. And people who are experts in their field, like, let's be honest, you know, I'm not an expert at everything. I know a little about a lot. I know a, quite a bit about a lot. But there's always room for help, and there's always room for people who've made it their passion and who are really there to help you out. And they all part, come part of my coaching. So I have an awesome team put together. So to do that, Go to www.roaralexander, that's just R-O-R, there's no A in there, I'm not a lion, roaralexander.com slash free call. Take a quick look through it, scroll down the bottom, there's a little application page, you can apply in there, and then let's set up a call and let's talk, okay? So, saying that, let's get on to my 20 in 20, okay? Here we go, what are we at? We're at 13.50 on this clock up here now, that doesn't quite count, I have to look at this one. Yeah, no, we're about 13.50 or so. So let's try to fly through and see what we get. Okay, number one. Hey, Roar, I'm bored with my day-to-day life and I want to do something big. Where can I start? Well, obviously, you've been following my story. Uh, I'll give it to you really quick. My story felt the same way as you. Took a thousand bucks, headed off to Hong Kong. Next thing you know, almost seven years in Asia. Finally come back and I keep going back and forth. So first thing you can do is what this guy is doing in my work. Start small. You know, three to four weeks off. If you can, book two weeks off. But, you know, if you can, try to get that a little bit longer. Take a little bit more time. Get the time off and start small. Don't just pack it in. Kind of like I did. Don't just pack it in and rip off unless you really want. You're just so fed up you can't take it anymore. Go small. You know, start it off and see how it goes. Save some money. Now, if you're going to take off, make sure you save some money. And get your life here sort of first. That's kind of the things I really wish I'd accomplished a little bit better is I should have looked a little bit more into, you know, letting the government know I was going, taxes, all that sort of stuff, making sure just everything was kind of taken care of, cutting down on your expenses, uh, and then just making sure, you know, you had some decent money. Like I said, I flew off to Hong Kong with only $1,000 in the pocket, no credit card. It's really not the best um, plan by far, but luckily for me, it worked out. Again, I've talked about my friend Alain Galani, the Panther, one championship fighter. I've taught, you know, if it wasn't for him, I probably would have been back in Vancouver pretty quick. So I just, I kind of was lucky, but at the same time, you know, make sure you got some money and let's sort your life out here first. Um, research areas, you know, join Facebook groups and ask questions. That's another big one. Now, if you think you want to work there, then 
reach out to potential employers. Like this one guy that's going out. I told him about it. Uh, the girl that went for India, you know, India, you know, she has a plan, so she's going for school. But I told him, I said, reach out to potential employers. Tell them what you got. Find out what needs you have for visa. Some countries you need a pretty much like a, a, a degree. Like in Hong Kong, it's, you need a bachelor's degree pretty much. Other countries aren't so picky. So, you know, if you're going to want to live and work there, find out what you need. So, kind of my biggest thing start small go check it out i call it a recon mission go to a recon mission come back save some money get your life sorted here get your bills cut down just make sure you know you got everything sorted here you just don't want to take off and come back to a huge money hassle or you know anything you don't want to come back to stress that's no fun research areas join facebook groups everything you know bangkok expats there's facebook groups you can join um, and like I said, reach out to employers if you want to work there and find out what, you know, tell them what you think you could do for them and what they would need from you. That's the biggest thing. Number two, most underrated health issue you think more people should care about. That's easy. That is toxins and EMFs. So, you know, not necessarily talking about it from weight loss, although they have been added, you know, they are talked about in there. Um, there's obviously bigger stones, but from the point of immunity, there is some metabolism issues. The hormones are a big one. Uh, fertility issues again go and re- the podcast i've done on that um the upcoming one is like sicker fat or poor which i talked about i've also talked to the author of the book estrogeneration and the author of the book toxic home conscious home and that title i believe that podcast was your toxic home and the other one was just i believe i just called it literally estrogeneration the same as his book so uh three different authors there all basically talking about the same topic so really big one uh, I've also talked, of course, obviously to Jason Mazik a number of times on this podcast and my YouTube talking about EMFs, uh, but toxins and EMFs are definitely something we need to take care of. There's just so many now. It's something that you have to look at. This is not something to ignore. This is something you need to look at. Obviously, there's the big, big rocks you got to get under control, like your movement, your exercise, your nutrition. Um, but then these are the things when you have those things, which are really easy things to handle, then these are the things that require actually a little bit more thought, but are very important. Number three, what is your nighttime routine? Okay, that's a long one. Um, but mine basically involves, I'll give it to you really quick, lighting, relaxing the brain, uh, and just relaxing the body. So make sure I turn down my lights. So this light over here, if you're watching the video, this light over here is a bedtime bulb. This light here right beside it is a wake-up light. This one over here is a Himalayan rock lamp. Behind me is a regular light. So basically, I'll give you a long story short. These lights up here, those go off after 7 p.m. This light over here behind me on that shoulder, that one goes off at 7 p.m. This one goes on, that one stays on. So lighting's a big one. And that also goes to the living room, same thing. I have a bunch of these bedtime bulbs in the living room and the bathroom. So anywhere where I think I may need some light at night. So basically my place, I go old school. I make my place, I have the 21st version of torches. So that's a big one. Turning off the TV, the electronics, wearing the blue, black, and glasses. Again, if you're watching the video, my blue, black, and glasses are way up there under that little incandescent lamp. I think you can kind of see them there. If you're watching this on a big screen TV, you probably can. So uh, lighting, relaxing the brain, you know, not watching simulating shows, turning off the TV maybe an hour before bed, definitely wearing the blue, black, and glasses. I also do a bath. Now, that is how I do it. Um, I use the Epsom salt bath. Now, the number one thing, though, is not to do exactly how I do it. Find out what works for you. Create your own sleepy time environment. But lighting is a big one, okay? Relighting and getting the brain just to quiet down is a big one. So 
you have other things like the temperature of the room and stuff like that. But if you turn down the lights, turn off the TV, and just try to get yourself a little sleepier, it's going to work for you. Number four, what are your other favorite podcasts? Okay, well, I have a whole bunch. Um, I'll go over a bunch of them really quickly with you. Industrial Strength Show with Joe DeFranco, probably one of my favorites. And the reason I like that so much is because I like to actually, when people ask him a question, I like to answer it myself first before I hear his answer. And 95% of the time, our answers are the same. Now, saying that, do want to make it clear, he does know more than me when it comes to the strength and conditioning side. I mean, he lives and breathes the strength and conditioning side. I've helped out professional athletes, mostly MMA fighters and Muay Thai fighters. Um, but the nice thing is, is I listen to him and I go, yep, all that makes sense. And that's exactly what I would do. Um, he goes into a lot more detail on certain things too, which is great. And that's why I like listening to it because he tells me the stuff that I already know, but he also adds in a lot more. So great podcast, that one. Legendary Life with Ted Rice. Good friend of mine, went to Hong Kong with me, met him when he came over to Asia. I actually listened to his podcast and then he came over. I've really been enjoying his shows lately because he's been letting out even more of his personality. Um, yeah, and that's what I've been doing too. I've been actually taking cues for his podcast, um, you know, dropping more F-bombs because I do swear quite a bit. I try and, you know, I, I, I do swear quite a bit. Fuck it. Yeah, so I do. Um, you know, studies have shown that people who swear more are actually people who you can trust more because we don't try to hide our thoughts. And uh, just letting out more of his personality, and that's what I'm doing too. For a while there, you know, when you come on social media a lot, you try to be gray. You try not to be black and white because you don't want to upset anybody. Because the thing is, especially when you have a small following, the only people who listen to you and like you don't really say anything. The people who don't like you are the ones that come out and comment. So I'll put out a YouTube video and, it, it, you know, it just gets full of the people who bash you and the, the people who like you because it's too small. Now, when you get in the hundreds of thousands, it goes the opposite way. Even the tens of thousands, you know, your fans will support and you get the odd person who doesn't. But I've been liking Ted Rice, Mind Pump, another great podcast. Uh, although I do find they talk about the same things a lot. I've almost thought about taking it off, but it's still there. I found my fitness with Dr. Rhonda Patrick. A great podcast. Very technical. A new one, Healthy Home Design with Kate Hamblett. I've interviewed her. She is a true life wellness architect. So she actually is an architect who focuses on wellness. New podcast, really good. Talking about everything about those uh, toxins and stuff we talked about a little bit earlier. So hers is all on that. Other ones are social media marketing with Michael Stelzner. I like listening to that because I don't have the money to afford a whole bunch of people to help me with social media, so I get little tips from there. The Cabral Concept with Dr. Stephen Cabral, great podcast. He brings out one every single day. I don't know how he does it. Guy by himself. I mean, I'm sure he has a team, but still, he brings out a new podcast every day. I have a hard time bringing one out every week, uh, and that's why I try to do one only every two weeks. Uh, the Ultimate Health Podcast out of Toronto, uh, another really good one, Canadian one, shout out to them. And then, of course, a newer one that I really enjoy because I am a superhero geek. Uh, you can see I got some superhero pictures back there. They're going to follow me around forever. I'm waiting for the day I actually have my home gym so I can like completely superhero it out. So till then, I, I just keeping them hanging up over there. Ideally, though, I would like them to go more in a gym. Uh, but that's the Superhero Strength Podcast. So shout out to, uh, I forget the guy's name, but Superhero Strength Podcast. That's a fun one. Uh, my friend Ramona Braganza was actually interviewed on that one. Uh, number five, number one thing you think that personal trainers do wrong. Oh, that's an easy one. Um, trainers who don't train others like they train themselves. They train their clients light. They train them fluffy. They have them tiptoeing around on BOSU balls. Yet when I watch them train, you know, they're, they're squatting, they're benching, they're doing all that sort of stuff. Yet when they come to their clients, it's just the silliest stuff they're doing. I don't know if they're reading men's health, women's health magazines, you know, whatever. Maybe they've been, I think what happens when you go through these certifications a lot, 
they basically have you throw your clients machines and they tell you you got to be like super super careful with your clients and all these clients made out of porcelain which is why i do the nefc i'm actually a master trainer for the nefc place out of the states and organization and in that class people loved it when i do it and when even when i started camp for pro because i use barbells and dumbbells we use kettlebells in our classes like i do real stuff like you come to my certifications we are sled pushing okay and we're dead lifted. We're benching. Usually what I do is I actually have everybody hit a PR on their deadlift before the course is done. So definitely not training others the way they train themselves. Absolutely drives me nuts. I cannot stand that. Sleep issues. Seems like everybody's got them and everybody's popping pills, getting prescriptions, to taking every combination of sleep supplement under the sun, or really I should say the moon, to try to get a half-decent night's sleep. Well, one of the biggest issues no one seems to be figuring out yet is our own modern work and home lighting. Packed with brain-stimulating blue and green wavelengths, your own home lights can be one of the biggest factors between a great night's sleep and another night of pills and potions and we know those just don't work or they don't work for very long. Well, lucky for us, there's the bedtime bulb, the world's lowest blue and green light emitting bulb that still leaves you space to read, play, work, and move about. I use the bedtime bulbs through my out my entire home all year round after 7 p.m. And it has made a huge difference in both my sleep and my family's sleep. And you can get your own bedtime balls by going to www.bedtimebulb.com slash roar. Follow the links to Amazon USA or Amazon Canada and use the code healthy light. That's just one word, healthy light at checkout to save 15% off your order. If you want a better, longer, and deeper sleep tonight, the answer could be as easy as changing a bulb, the bedtime bulb, a brighter idea to better sleep. Number six, your biggest nutritional advice. Okay, and I've talked about this before. Just learn portion control. Learn your serving sizes. I talked about. I lived in Asia. You know they don't. It, they don't have any of these stupid diets everywhere. Uh, they just. They just eat proper controlled portions. Now, saying that you got, you learn your portion controls. Learn your nutrient needs. How many grams of protein? How many grams of carbs? Of fat? Do you need? Focus on whole foods, but also keep micronutrients in mind. Now, here's an example: white bread conventional beef patty the same calories as let's say purple yams salmon mixed greens low calorie veggies and whole spices and herbs with mixed with some watercress and balsamic vinegar look at the nutrients between those your basic hamburger from mcdonald's and the other meal that i just talked about you're talking phytonutrients omega-3s fiber uh, so many of the other little micronutrients that what a saxophanthin or whatever it's called in the salmon oil so you know whole foods Bright foods and portion control is probably my number one thing. And that's what I work on with my clients. Um, I don't get into any of those trendy diets and stuff like that. That's really as simple as I can make it. So that's my biggest advice to you is just get those serving sizes under control. Number seven, thoughts on intermittent fasting. Um, yeah, I, I just don't care for it much. Now, now saying that, I'll talk about that in a second, but I don't care for it. People say to me, you're fasting, like it's usually just you're lazy. You don't want to learn about nutrient portion control. You don't want about the proper nutrients for you. So you just want to eat your shit. You just want to slam it down in six in, within six hours, eight hours. Completely stupid. Now, here's the thing. Number one, right? Quantity, serving sizes before intermittent fasting. Learn your quantity. Number two, quality of the foods. Just talked about those a minute ago. Now, here is the thing. Now, I do believe there is, you know, in the time-restricted eating to a point, uh, even back as far as the Ayurvedic clock, which is thousands of years old, 
They talked about, you know, maybe not eating about three hours before bed, having a little bit of spacing of your meals, you know, so you are doing that, you know, 10 to 12 hour fast, maybe a little longer. So I would say this, if you can get your serving sizes, your quality, your nutrient needs under control, you got all that, everything's going good. Yes, then let's take some time and look at maybe a little more of that Ayurvedic clock, traditional eating with the sun. And so I think it's a good idea. I do not think it's a good idea to go to bed on a full stomach just for the way it really makes you feel. And it can interfere with some hormones. But overall, intermittent fasting, I think it's kind of silly, time-restricted eating. I like a little bit better. But again, it's you know quite a bit down the line of the things that I think you need to get under control first. Number eight, I want to start a business and not sure where to start. Okay, well... I have a whole bunch of businesses and uh, the number one thing is your purpose. What is your purpose? So you don't start a business just because you think it might make you some money um, because that's just not a good way to go. But what is your purpose? What are you here for? Purpose, passion are a little bit different. You can be really passionate about something, but not necessarily your purpose. So what is your purpose? What is it that you really think people need? Um, Then, you know, definitely... Start a business based on that. Outsource. Think about outsourcing when you can. So think about, hey, you know, what am I not good at and what can I outsource? Do I have the finances to outsource certain aspects? Because believe me, nowadays in today's market, you do need to outsource a little bit. Usually it's probably going to be in the social media area. Um, Saying that, let's say you don't have a lot of money, then you need to know tools. And this is what I've taught myself really, really well. Uh, And this is why I, you know, everywhere I go, I get job offers a lot because of the number of tools that I bring. So you, what is your business going to need? Do you need a podcast? Well, so then you have to know how to set up a podcast. Uh, it's going to require a blog. Do you know how to do some graphic designing? Who's going to design your business cards? You can template it. Yeah, for sure. But maybe you don't want to template it. How are you going to design some posters? For my businesses, I do my own websites. I've done my own videos, my own posters, my own eBooks. I've done everything. And I get jobs a lot. And I get you know gotten jobs around the world because I can do all that. I walk in, you know, hey, I'd like to be a trainer here, but at the same time, I can make you a new website. You know, I designed the website originally when I was working at CrossFit Bankel. I was brought in to be a CrossFit coach. Next thing I know, I'm designing their website. Jim, I'm at now designing their website. I've actually been hired by people to design their websites. People who, like my friend Ramona, she's asked me, I've helped her with two of her websites. Um, help people come up with podcasts. So really, teach yourself the tools, and you don't need to do a lot nowadays. It's actually quite easy. You know, Facebook, Instagram, it's, there's a lot of apps out there to help you do that. Wix, awesome site. I really suggest using Wix. So outsource when you can. Use the tools for the things that you can't afford to outsource, and make sure you're following your purpose. Those are the biggest ones. Number nine, biggest issues you see in the fitness industry, or the biggest issue you see in the fitness industry. Okay. I've talked about this before. The biggest one I see is the separation of fitness and health. There's a health industry or a wellness industry, and then there's a fitness industry. And that's completely, there's no such thing as a fitness industry. Fitness is a branch of the wellness or the health industry. You can't be well without fitness, and you really can't be fit without wellness. So, There's a big separation, and that is what really drives me nuts. You know, when it comes to that, in fitness, they don't talk about psychology. They don't talk a lot about developing habits. It's still all F45, Orange Theory, Hit, you know, all that sort of stuff like that. We really need to understand, and same thing goes with the wellness industry. Wellness industry, you go off these wellness spas all over the world, they should have strength and conditioning studios in them. They really should. 
At the same time, gyms should have more wellness aspects to them and not just more classes. Um, and I believe there's a question later on about what I did for my gym. So I'll talk a little bit more about that when we get there. But that's the biggest thing, the separation of fitness and health. Doesn't make sense to me. Um, number 10, what do you think is better, whey or vegan protein? Well, that's the wrong question. See, that's the wrong thing because if you have a good quality vegan protein and good quality whey protein, they're both muscle building proteins. Okay, that's what they do. Those things both build muscle. I have both of them right now and I use them indiscriminately. The biggest thing you want to look at is collagen versus muscle building protein because they're different in amino acids. Muscle building proteins are high in BCAAs, which help build muscle. And vegan protein, especially if you get a blend, a proper blend one, um, you usually want to blend because quite often a straight up vegetable one is missing or very low in an essential amino acid. But a muscle building one is high in BCAAs where collagen is higher in other uh, amino acids that help with different aspects such as your bone, skin, hair, air, uh, hair, nails, that sort of stuff. So think about that. And if you want to build muscle, then use a vegan or a whey. And if you want to focus on your skin, bones, connective tissues, that's where you use a collagen. I suggest using both for sure. Number 11, what is your favorite essential oil? Well, I have my favorites. I guess number one is probably peppermint, but I don't really have a favorite smell. I try to think about, I look at the why I'm using them. So different ones have different purposes. I love peppermint in the morning. Pepper in the morning help wakes you up. Uh, I like to, you know, there's things like you can use at night, like lavender, chamomile, different relaxation ones. Uh, I believe the wife and her Ahina Yoga nighttime one, I think it's Ahina, Ahina Yoga Arakana. She uses, uh, she has some lemongrass, I think in that. She'll have lavender. She has some different sleep mixes, relaxation mixes. Um, but there's also ones that I do like, just cinnamon. I like to use cinnamon, especially this time of year in the winter. It just makes me feel wintry. So I'll use that in the morning. Sometimes I use it at night, although I do prefer it a little bit at night. Um, but overall, yeah, I like to look at, I peppermint's one, but I like to look at the purposes. So think about that. Any one you want to use is great anytime, but there are some that are better for helping wake up your brain, some ones that are for memory and stuff like that, other ones that help make you a little more tired. So depending on where you're using them, you just may want to think about that. Number 12 is what I was talking about earlier. You took over a gym. What did you do differently? Okay. I did a few things differently and I'm still working on them. So I'm not going to lie. There's still a work and big work in progress. But number one is focusing on the community and really trying to make it a place where people want to stick around after or people just are just trying to make it a friendly atmosphere. It, it really is more of a place where you just kind of come in, do your class and leave. It doesn't have that one community element that CrossFit's been able to do really well. And because I come from, you know, a while, I'd, I'd actually come from a traditional gym background, but I got it heavy into CrossFit for a while. But what I really enjoyed better was the community. So really working on that. Another thing is I really wanted high value. And because uh, to me, it's like high value is so important because I see, you know, there's a lot, there's not, not just classes. Yeah, classes. We added more classes to the schedule, but nutrition workshops. I wanted to make sure that we had different classes. We have mobility classes, strength classes, cardio classes, but I also wanted nutrition workshops. We have one called Eat 101 where members can just come in and ask nutrition questions. Our holistic nutritionist, she comes in once a month from her clinic and she sits down and she'll answer questions. Uh, the coaches also will do workshops. Like I did one once that was just, you know, come and master the deadlift and somebody else did one master your SMART goals and uh, one of the other trainers you can do one soon on mastering uh, the squat. So just different workshops on any number of topics and bringing in special guests too. So that's a big one. 
Um, also creating systematized, systematized yet personalized programs. You know, we get involved in DEXA scans, really good programming, DNA, uh, having a nutritionist on board. So I really wanted to make sure that we had personalized programs using a team of specialists, not just one person. So when you come and do training with us, you actually basically get a bit of a, a health clinic with you. So it's pretty cool. Uh, and that, and so I guess that's what the, my last point here is treat it like a health clinic. So I treat the gym more of a health clinic light than just as your typical gym. And I think that's what's missing today. So really important. Uh, number 13, thoughts on keto. Um, and then I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you my thoughts on keto while we're at it. We'll go vegan, carnivore, paleo. I think these are for the most part, a gigantic waste of time, um, for people who actually refuse to get smart about what they're eating. Now I'm going to get a lot of people hating it and people are telling me that this and that and the other thing, but I look at Asia, I look at traditional Europe, very low obesity, very low overweight issues. They don't know any of these terms. My wife, when she got here, she looked at our, we have this list. You come in when you want to be a client with us and you circle. Are you, are you in the last 24 months? Have you tried keto, vegan, carnivore, paleo? Literally says all these I, I, F, Y, M, whatever. She's like, what do any of these things mean? <laughs> I said, oh, over here in the West, everybody's on some trendy diet. So I just like to find out where their headspace is at. So she's like, never had to deal with any of that stuff before. And I'm like, well, here. And I st we went to the Walmart and I showed her, um, I showed her, there, here, there's Paleo Magazine and this is Keto Magazine and this is Vegan Magazine over here. And this is this. I was like, it's ridiculous. Um, you know, so I just, you know, I just don't get into that stuff. I don't get any running me on the keto diet. It's so great. It's like, no, no, just, just dude, just eat healthy and understand your serving sizes. Yeah. Now, if there's a food you're allergic to, yeah, if there's a food you have a problem with, take out that food. But a lot of those diets, especially the carnivore one, the vegan one, do not care for those at all. And to be a long story short, people do not do well in those. The paleo is probably the closest one. But again, even those guys can't decide on what's good and what's bad. Uh, number 14, kitchen tools. What are your top favorite kitchen tools? Oh, I have a video on that. Go to my YouTube called your top five kitchen tools. Make sure you go check that out. Um, but basically, I'll give you this. Can you guess already based on what I've talked about? Measuring cups, spoons, food scale. Um, yeah, like I said, measuring spoons, said all that. Having really good quality cookware, quality knives. Using smaller plates and smaller cups. Get those 9-inch plates. Get rid of those IKEA 11, 12-inch plates and use some 9-inch plates. Um, use stainless steel and glass to store your food in. Um, talked about that. It comes down to the toxins and stuff like that. Again, these are things, these are little things that we can start doing. Like, gonna make those little tweaks and a slow cooker. I think a slow cooker is super awesome and kind of important. So, those would be my top kitchen tools. If I was coming to your house and we'd talk about that and we'd probably look at that and we'd probably, uh, you know, we'd probably sexy up your kitchen there pretty quickly with some of those things. Number five, I sit all day at work. What can I do? Okay, well, that is easy. First of all, Go to the notes below, check out AnthroDesk. AnthroDesk has a ton of solutions when it comes to sitting all day. Right now, like I said, I'm at my standing desk, my AnthroDesk standing desk here at work. I use the sit-stand converter. Um, you can even get a treadmill now. You can get yourself a Swiss ball. If you want something that looks more like a, a chair, they actually have one called the core chair, which is basically a Swiss ball, and it sits in a chair, and it's got a little back on it. You can go and get things like leaning stools to use for your standing desk. No reason you can't have a standing desk. Go to my um, YouTube channel. Four videos. Optimize your workspace. 
Desker size, the perfect standing desk experience, and the top eight workplace band exercises. Watch all those. You are going to love them. And then finally, the idea for my no-sit cafe. If you want to open a cafe out there, open the no-sit cafe. Standing desks, um, standing tables, yoga mats on the floor, some cushions. Okay, Basically, pretend you are opening a coffee shop for... Business people in the middle of Rishikesh, India, that's my solution to you. If you want to open a coffee shop, you want to get on the news, you want to get a little bit of publicity, that's the way to go. The no-sit, that is no-sit, no-sit cafe. Number 16, how much protein do I need? Well, I did my DNA test because this is actually an interesting one because for a little while there, I was trying to cut down on my protein a little bit, but I brought it back up again, right back to normal. It's kind of where it should have been in the first place. But overall, you want 0.75 to 1 gram on average per pound of lean body mass. Now, if you're under 10% body fat, then just use your body weight. If you're over that, you got to figure it out a little bit. But overall, it's about 0.75 to 1 gram per pound. Really easy. Um, like I said, I was cutting down on some of my protein a bit. What I've done is I brought it back up, and now I do a little bit more of a, a blend. It's kind of an 80-20 blend of those muscle proteins I was talking about with the collagen. So I've increased my collagen. I brought down my BCAA proteins a little bit, but I've increased my collagen um, quite significantly, considering that 20% was really from none uh, a while ago, besides what I normally naturally ate in Asia, which actually wasn't too bad. But as you can see here, 43 years old, ain't looking too shabby. Got a nice little glow going on. So collagen. Um, and mark my words here, I'm going to tell you this. Protein is probably going to be the next anti-food with this vegan big kick right now and these, uh, these kind of bad studies about how meats give you cancer and all that sort of stuff. Uh, I guarantee you that protein is going to be the next hated food. And that's a really big mistake unless you want to get sarcopenia and start breaking down your muscle mass. So you can live not stronger, not longer, and not better. So make sure, guys, uh, get your protein in there, okay? I'm not joking. Really serious. You got to get that protein. I'd like to take a quick break to discuss infrared saunas. But now you have no doubt heard about the tons of benefits of hitting the sauna at least a few times a week. From decreasing chronic stress, boosting muscle, increasing deep tissue and brain detoxification, improving sleep, relieving pain, and even helping you live longer, that is quite the list and that's not even all of the benefits. But did you know there are huge differences in the quality of infrared saunas? And these could literally mark the difference between making you healthier and making you sicker. Well, there are. And this is why I suggest investing in only the best infrared sauna money can buy. And these are Radiant Health Saunas, a trusted Canadian home sauna brand. Founder Randy Gom, who's been on this very podcast, has completed third-party comprehensive 100-point health tests on his saunas, covering everything from toxic chemicals and fumes to electronic radiations. He's made sure there's zero off-gassing, zero toxins, equal heat distribution, and uses only pure Canadian hemlock wood with the absolute lowest near-zero amounts of EMFs possible. Clean, even heat. No toxins, nearly zero EMFs. And with the one and two person models being able to be plugged right into your typical home wall outlet, some easily small enough to fit into any studio condo apartment and only about 40 cents to run for an entire hour. Believe me, I did a lot of research in choosing the best infrared saunas for my clients, my family, and myself. And Radiant Health Saunas was the clear winner bar none and is one of the best investments you can make into your long-term health. 
check them out at www.radianthealthsaunas.com. Then get on the phone with them because they don't sell them online. You got to get on the phone because you're going to have questions. They're going to want to talk to you about which model is best for you. This is not something you just go and buy and have to live. This is not Amazon, okay? So you got to get on the phone with them. But make sure you tell them that Roar Alexander from the Health by Design podcast sent you. Why? Because you will save $500 off any wooden model. You heard me right. $500 off any wooden model of their top quality infrared saunas. And now with that said, let's get back to the show. Number 17. How do I start my own podcast? Well, to be honest, it's so easy now. Um, the equipment I have, I'll just go over it really, really quick. I have this thing called the Focusrite iTrack Dock. Uh, my iPad goes right in it, and then I use a app called Boss Jack. I think it was $10, which is basically a full-out soundboard. I can record anything I want in it, um, and it's absolutely amazing. If I want to hear some music just like this, I just give it a quick tap, starts right up, tap again, turns it off. So that, a good quality microphone, really important. Uh, this set, actually, the Focusrite iTrack came with the microphone. I bought a swinging arm. Mm, that's honestly about it and they came with these earphones too see these earphones right up here so the most important thing is you're having a quiet space now after you've recorded it and you've done a little bit of mixing on your boss jack board here you are going to need to host it somewhere i used to use soundcloud and i paid and i used soundcloud for like two and a half almost three years and i really didn't get anywhere with it very quickly new one came out called anchor anchor does everything soundcloud does except anchors free and I've already had more listeners in the month I've been using Anchor than in all the time I use SoundCloud. So basically, I just upload the um, I upload the podcast directly to Anchor, and it from there shares it, shoots it over to uh, Apple, shoots it over to everybody. Now, there's a little bit of setup you have to do in there. I can't talk about that right now, but honestly, it's not that hard to set up a decent podcast. Now, saying that, there's a lot of stuff I can do to get better, but I'm really, if you look at it, I'm like, okay, I have the track. The iPad, the microphone, and a pair of earphones. And that's really all I needed to get a podcast rocking. Number 18, best ways to stick to my New Year's resolutions. Listen to my podcast, your last effing weight loss resolution ever. But number one I talk about, obviously, Kaizen. Small habit changes. Those small changes to make big changes long term. Uh, I also have the notes here. Habits kind of just talked about that. Having those habits, you know, taking the morning walk. Um using you know measuring out your food at the beginning learn about what you need to know that's the most important thing and how do you do that well you can listen to podcasts you can watch youtube so the number one way if you want the shortcut this is the magic bullet everybody wants the magic bullet here it is hire a coach hiring a coach somebody like me is there to help you so you don't have to you got nothing better to do than watch hours upon hours upon hours of youtube videos read the books watch everybody's opinion put it all together it's going to take you until next year just to put it all together or you could just hire a coach and get it all done with so Make sure you go back and listen to my last F and weight loss resolution. That's episode number 54. And of course, you can always use the free option you heard at the beginning, which is www.roaralexander.com slash recall. Yep, there you go. Nice and easy. That's the way you stick to your New Year's resolution this year. But again, small and steady wins the race. Number 19, I'm going to the gym. What should I know? Okay, well, I'm assuming you mean you're going to the gym. You probably just signed up to go to the gym with it being New Year's. What is it that you like to do? Very important that you do what you like to do. If you go and you do something you don't like to do, then you that you don't like to do, then you're gonna not stick with it. Number two is um, do you have any clue what you're doing when you're there? Because let's be honest, you probably don't. 
I see it every day. Everybody walks in, they wants to join the group classes. Nobody ever really wants to do the the train, you know, the one-on-one. Um, I always suggest to people, even at our gym, we do small group training, but I always suggest, you know what, you really should try getting a coach at least one day a week. Unfortunately, time tends to fall on deaf ears a lot because everybody's looking for the cheap way out, but not a good way to go. So what do you like to do? Learn to know what it is that you're doing and don't overly kill yourself when you start. Start off nice and slow. Overall, though, if you want to know what you should be doing at the gym, uh, some sort of weight resistance training for sure. Your your foundation should be in some, when you're spending that hour in the gym, your foundation should be on weight training. I think that's the most important aspect when you're in the gym. Saying that, you do need to do your two kinds of cardio, which is you know one or two days a week of doing really fast stuff and a few days a week of doing slow, but I don't suggest necessarily doing that in the gym. If you're going to go there for 45 minutes to an hour, I'd like you to spend that time weight training and get your cardio done at home, as well as working on some mobility. Now, obviously, really good warm-ups, really good stretch and cool down at the end but working on mobility at home. So keep your gym training for the stuff you can't do on your own, which is going to be the weight training and maybe hitting the heavy bags and stuff like that. Number 20, this is the final one. We didn't do too badly here. What were the biggest lessons learned from living in Asia for the time you were there? Well, like I said, I was there pretty much for almost seven years. And there's a whole bunch of things, but I guess the eating, the portion control was a big one. Not getting caught up. Before I left, I was really caught up in a lot of these trendy diets and a lot of this crap because I just grew up in North American. I grew up in North American gyms, you know, as Toronto gyms, Vancouver gyms and that sort of crap. So I learned really quickly that 99% of the rest of the world does not fucking have a clue what we're talking about and they don't need to know what we're talking about because we're the ones doing it. We're the ones writing all the books and we're the ones doing it all wrong. I learned about movement, did a lot more walking and stuff there. A lot less driving. I didn't even drive a car for about six years. Minimalism, minimalism. I was always kind of a minimalist, but I got to really do it there because I just literally moved from country to country. Sometimes I was like, I was only in Taiwan for just a little over three months, Indonesia for about nine or 10 months, Hong Kong was about seven months. So, really learned to be quite minimal, really got into yoga. Really got into meditation, got a lot more depth in the family. Obviously, I got a family from Asia. Uh, and then taking things slower, that's a big one. And I still, you know, I still struggle with that a bit. The wife's always kind of mad at me for that, but definitely learn to take things a lot slower and not get caught up, especially in all the BS. But one of the big ones is not getting caught up in the, the bullshit trends that are out here. Really annoying. Um, drives me nuts. So nowadays, I, I only keep up with them in the fact that I want to educate people on why they suck. Uh, I don't get caught up on them because I think they're a good thing to do. So there you go, guys. That is my top 20. I really hope you enjoy this episode. It was pretty quick, like I said. If anything was interesting here, go back, look over some of my other episodes. Most of these I've talked about in a lot more in-depth. Of course, you can also always follow me on Instagram. You have my YouTube channel, uh, my Facebook channel, but I'm pushing a lot on my YouTube lately. I'm pushing a lot more on the Instagram. Uh, Not so much on the Facebook. Facebook's just kind of dead. So really not focusing on that. Trying to bring out the podcast as much as I can. So keep listening to this podcast. Share it with your friends. And like as I've said and I say at the end of every episode, remember that I'm help, I am here to help you, as always, live stronger, longer, and better. 
This has been the Health by Design podcast with Canada's leading healthy living expert and wellness architect, Roar Alexander. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe to Health by Design through your favorite podcast provider. And then don't forget to join me at www.roaralexander.com to stay up to date with my latest blogs, speaking events, and exclusive interviews with guests from all around the world. While you're there, be sure to check out my coaching options to help you on your own personal health journey, set up your free call, and together, let's see how I can help you starting today. And until next time, remember, I'm here to help you live stronger, longer, and as always, better.